In this last Sunday before Christmas, the church gives us two figures to look at, two kings, so to speak, two sons of David. We have Ahaz and we have Joseph. Ahaz in the first reading, Joseph in the gospel. And I think it's intentional that the church gives us these two figures to reflect on, just to meditate upon how, how we, should, um, we should be as we prepare ourselves for the Lord's coming. What's our posture as he comes in just a few days? First, we have Ahaz. He was the king of Judah. At this time in Israel's history, Israel had split into two kingdoms. There was a northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And Ahaz was the king of that southern kingdom. And at this time, there was lots of tensions. There was threats of war and invasions, lots of pressuring going on. And what had happened was the northern kingdom had partnered with another foreign nation against, the, against Ahaz in the southern kingdom. And when Ahaz saw this, he understandably was, was very distraught, number one, because he was, he was being threatened to be invaded, but not, only just, but not by just a foreign nation, by like their sister kingdom. The people of Israel were turning against the people of Judah to go to war against them. And so Ahaz was very distraught, distressed. He was, he was kind of freaking out about what, 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 how is this going to work. And Isaiah, the prophet, had come to reassure Ahaz. He said, trust in the Lord. Your enemies are going to fall. Judah is going to triumph. Don't fear, do not worry. The, Lord, the Lord's going to be with you. And it's in that context, that's where our first reading picks up. Because Isaiah and God through Isaiah wants Ahaz to be sure that the Lord will be there. So Isaiah tells him, ask for a sign. Ask for a sign from God so that he can prove himself to you. So that he can show himself and, and you can trust and know with all your heart that he is going to win this battle for you. And Ahaz responds to that, says, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to tempt the Lord. Trying to sound very pious, very, uh, very, you know, whatever, whatever the word would be. But Isaiah sees it's a false piety. It's a false humility. Because Ahaz doesn't want to ask for the sign because he doesn't want to then have to listen to the sign. He doesn't want to trust in God. He wants to rely on himself. He wants to trust in his own power. He wants to rely on human powers. He wants to stay in control. What he ends up doing is reaching out to another foreign nation, asking them for help, which results in the destruction of the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, and, and everyone goes into exile as, as a result of that. But Ahaz, Isaiah sees through that, I mean. Isaiah knows that Ahaz, it's not this humility. He doesn't want to trust. And so Isaiah, in kind of a frustrated way, basically says, well, you're, you're going to get a sign anyway. This is the sign that you're going to get. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel, God with us. Which shows that despite Ahaz's pride, despite Ahaz's lack of trust, his lack of faith, his sinfulness, that sign is still there. Nothing can take that sign away. That sign of Emmanuel, God with us, is always true. No matter what. And think about the impossibility of that. Think like the virgin conceives and bears a son. That's not, it's not possible. It doesn't just happen. Isaiah trying to convey to Ahaz that even though it seems impossible, even though it seems like there's no way this can happen, the Lord can make it happen. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and God will be with you. On an immediate level, there's one level in which Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled by Ahaz's own son, who brings restoration to the people of Israel from all this 
chaos that's happening under Ahaz's reign. But we all know that there's something bigger at play here as well. The gospel picks up on and Matthew connects with. And that brings us to our second son of David, Joseph, the son of David, our second king, so to speak. And Joseph is is in a crisis of his own, but it's more of a personal crisis. His betrothed is found to be with child. When we, now, that, that means that betrothed, they weren't just engaged, they were actually married. And in Jewish marriage rites, there was kind of a two-part step. You were married, but you lived separately, and then there was the coming together for the consummation of the marriage at a, at a later time. So Joseph and Mary were in this first stage of marriage where they were married, but living apart. And it's in that stage that she was found to be with child. And it says Joseph was a righteous man. And righteous doesn't mean that Joseph was a good guy. Joseph was a righteous man meant that Joseph followed the law above all else. He followed all the precepts of the law. So he recognized something something was wrong. His wife, before they came together, was found to be with child, which meant shame, which meant stoning. Adultery was, was death by stoning. Joseph, however, he didn't call for that. He knew that something greater was happening. The man of faith saw that something. Mary wouldn't have done that. God was doing something great. And so seeing himself almost as like an unworthy man, he said, I can't can't be a part of this. He tries to, he's going to back away. Out of reverence for Mary, he's going to back away from this great mystery that he sees God unfolding. And he's going to divorce her quietly. Surely he can't be a part of this. And so when he's in this own crisis of his, God again intervenes. He tells Joseph, don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. This is his action. Take Mary, your wife, into your home to be your wife. Trust that God is working with you and through you in all of this. This child, this Emmanuel that Isaiah prophesied, is going to come under your protection. And Joseph, unlike Ahaz, despite the impossibility, despite not understanding probably what the heck was going on, aware of his own shame, immediately responds according to the word of the angel. He wakes up from this dream and immediately takes Mary into his home, probably not understanding much of anything that's going on. He trusts in the Lord, he trusts in the word of that angel, and takes Mary into his home. And this parallel, these two parallels kind of highlight the true nature of of what a son of David, what a king of Israel is supposed to be. See, when the kings were first instituted, they were meant to be, in a sense, like the will of God in this person. They were almost like symbols of God. They did not what they wanted, but they did what God wanted. They listened to the Lord and responded to his word. And so the question that each of them had to look at was, am I a king first or am I a servant first? Ahaz was a king first. He wanted to put his own will before doing the will of God. Joseph, above all else, was a servant of God. He sought in every situation to do what God desired. And it's through that faith that he allowed this ultimate fulfillment of the prophecy to come forth. He allowed the salvation of all humankind to come forth because of that simple faith, that simple trust. God with us, Emmanuel, came to be because of of a simple human yes. And not just God with us, but God becomes us 
Emmanuel, Jesus becomes man because of that simple act of trust, that simple act of faith. And so right before Christmas, as we're preparing immediately for Emmanuel to come, that's the question. Are we going to put ourselves first? Are we going to put are we going to be a servant first? Am I going to be a teacher, doctor, student, athlete, whatever first? Or am I going to be a Christian first? Joseph shows us what that looks like. Even when we don't understand, we don't know what's going on, we don't see how God could possibly be acting, we don't see how God could be using us, we have an impossible apparent situation before us, he is coming. No matter what, that never changes. He is coming. Emmanuel is true. That's the good news of Christmas. Trusting, and trust needs that constant reminder. We have to constantly renew that act of trust in us. We get that every time we come to Mass, when Emmanuel, God with us, God comes to be with us in the Eucharist, becomes one with us. And so in that trust, perhaps let's make our prayer today what we sang in the psalm. Let the Lord enter. Let the Lord come in, because I believe he is the king of glory. He wants to come to be with me, to, to bring me salvation in my own life. May St. Joseph give us the faith and the courage to follow that example in our own lives. Amen.